And now, a Blaze Media Podcast. Hello, and welcome to Chewing the Fat. Today I bring you a little piece of an American dream story, and one that is continuing on to this day. Talk to Burgess Owens, an amazing man. Uh, He's lived an incredible life, and he was kind enough to share some of that life and what the future holds in this interview. So just sit back and enjoy it, and then remember to tell your friends to, uh, you know, like and share and subscribe to the podcast. And uh, don't forget that you can uh, always email Chewing the Fat, chewingthefat at theblaze.com, and you can follow me on social media, Twitter, at JeffyJFR, Facebook, Instagram, and Parler. You can parlay at Jeff Fisher Radio or Jeffy and a Jeff Fisher Radio on Facebook and Instagram as well. I don't know. i got to get used to parlaying. But uh, <laughs> enjoy the interview with Burgess Owens. I know I did. So I wanted to, you know, have a little bit of a chat with uh, a, a man who is living his American dream. Uh, and, you know, I like to talk about, you know, the American dream and people living it. And it, it isn't always the same for everyone. You know that as well as I do. But it is your American dream. And joining me today, a man who, you know, is, uh, you know, been at the pinnacle of success and still remains there. But he started out, I mean, of course, Burgess Owens, you started out at the pinnacle of success too, didn't you? <laughs> well, let me say this. <laughs> I had a chance to, to live my American dream. I remember standing on the sidelines with the, both the Jets and the Raiders. I was with the Jets for seven years, uh, Raiders for three. But for seven years, we're losing team. But I was just so thankful for the opportunity to stand there, see that flag, watch the flights, planes go over every now and then, and just think, here I am getting paid for something I love doing yeah. and, and literally something I never thought I'd get to. And then finally, of course, get to the Raiders. In the days, you remember in those days when the Raiders used to win football games. It was a while back. Yeah. And yeah, uh, it was, it was. Awesome. It was they awesome. still are living on that uh, on that memory as well. They've hung yeah. strong on it. That's how that's what that's how great they were though. I mean, they're still living on with it today. That's great. <laughs> so anyway, Burgess Owens, thank you for joining me today. It's good to see you, my thank friend. You. You look, you're here. looking great. Thank you're looking you, great. Appreciate so, um, you know, living your American dream. My gosh, man, you started out, uh, you know, with uh, with very little. Uh, and you end up going to, you know, going to school and then going to a university and then uh, using uh, your athletics to play, as you said, in the NFL and realizing how lucky you were to do that. And, and uh, then, you know, creating a life with your family and, uh, you know, kids and survival. And I mean, everybody, that's the American dream, right? Yeah. I mean, you're yeah. out there, you're working, you're at the top. So uh, what's the and, and we'll get to uh you know today what's going yeah. on around us and we'll get to you know what you see for the future because uh, you know really I, I know that you know no one really wants to they love telling the old stories but we've got to look ahead right yeah. I mean, we have yeah. to look to the future that's the most important that we have in front of us so from did you see years ago where you're at now what a good, what a good question! What a great way to start. Um, specifically, no. Generally, yes. 
because I've always believed in the American dream. I believe that we can achieve anything we want to. And I want, I want to give people that are listening a little bit of context, because uh, one thing about our country, it doesn't matter how we came here, how long we've been here, how, how well we speak the language. The, the American dream, the middle class is available to anyone, anyone who decides to pay the price. And that's what we have to understand. And my, my history, my background is a good example of that. And this is why the history is want, uh, the, the leftists, the Marxists want to tear down the history. Uh, understand what's great about who we are. And this is why Karl Marx back in the 1800s said, that this, the, the founder of Marxism called socialism, said the first battleground is rewriting of history. What's, what's unique about our, our country is the reason why we stand aside from every, per, every other country in the history of mankind is because of the uniqueness of our nation. We started off with Judeo-Christian values. We started off with miracles, and, well, miracles, miracles throughout the 200 years in which we have a God in heaven who's looked after us because we tried to do our very best to serve, to love, to, uh, to, yes. to appreciate who we are because we believe in a God. And I, no, no matter how we, how we worship him. Matter of fact, I was reading just recently the, the book uh, called, it's a great book, Called this the five the five thousand five thousand year 5, leap. Five thousand year leap, yeah. And it's it's very obvious the way our founders started off. They purposely made sure that we had the ability to worship God, not a particular faith. And because we can do that, we with our different faiths have the same basic end game, which is to treat people right. Uh, we do our best to look at each other from inside out, not versus outside in. That is a history that we share together, and that history says that any culture, any race, no matter how we start, can succeed. My race is a good example. It's not only a good example of the possibilities, but a good example of what the leftists do when they steal people's history. Uh, what I talk about is in the 40s, 50s, and 60s, because we were a race that came out of slavery, and because we, uh, we, it, 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 it's hard to, it, to comprehend when you all your life you never think that you can have own property, you can ever have a business, you can ever have a family, you can walk down the street and do your own thing without somebody telling them what you do. That is something that most people have no idea how it feels. When a race comes out of that and overnight they become free, they are all in. They are all in the freedom. Everything it takes to make it happen. So that being said, within 35 years out of slavery, uh, there's a little, little college called Tuskegee Institution, started by Booker T. Washington in Tuskegee, Alabama. Alabama. And by, they started in 1885. By 1905, that little college was producing more self-made millionaires than Harvard, Yale, and Princeton combined. That's it was an incredible stat. It's incredible, and this thing is it's hidden. I just I just did an article in the Wall Street Journal last week about Black Wall Street. People need to understand in nineteen between nineteen hundred and nineteen twenty, the little town in and uh, Tulsa, Oklahoma, yeah. had sixty millionaires. I mean, they had a lifestyle that was, that was overwhelming the white community. And that's why it was destroyed by everybody, the Democratic KKK, because they could they could not stand the success these people have. So I just I just want to go back into <clears throat> what happened in the forties. 50s and 60s, because it, 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 it gives me context of who we are. Yeah. And down, during that time, the black community led our country, the entire country, in the growth of the middle class, men matriculated from college, uh, men committed to marriage over 70%, and the percentage of entrepreneurs over 40%. Because of that 40% of business ownership, now, I, I, was, it was the, I grew up in a black community, segregated community, Tallahassee, Florida. I didn't have inter, 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 interactions with white Americans until I was 16 years old. All wow. my life, I grew up around black business owners, doctors, pharmacists, engineers, lawyers, teachers, coaches, and it was a, a middle-class environment because 50 to 60% of black Americans during that time were part of the middle class. If you understand what happens when money stays within an environment more than a second, it stays there a month or two or a year, which it did in our case, 
it, 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 it empowers that community, not only with income, but with leadership and mentorship and, and hope for those who are trying to make it work. And I mean, so we, we see that we see that happening over and over in communities all over, over and over again. It's true. It is. And so to that point, I grew up in a very, very positive home, middle class, college professor, my dad, my mom was a teacher. We traveled the country by five years old. I was in, this in the middle, mid 90s. I mean, I'm sorry, mid 50s. I was actually living in Liberia, Africa. My dad was doing a research project there. He could not get a degree, uh, a postgraduate degree in Texas because when he came back from war, there was Jim Crow laws by the Democrats and party. So he ended up uh, getting up, uh, accepted by Ohio State, where he got his PhD at Ohio State. So my point is, the community I grew up in was very, very based on education, faith, industry, and family. And I, 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 I would, if I had to do all over again, I would do the exact same family, the same environment, and the same lessons I learned. Why, why is that so important? Uh, I, by the way, I was the third black, uh, uh, black athlete given a scholarship at the University of Miami. When I came to the NFL in 1973, at those days, there were no black quarterback centers, middle, yeah, middle linebackers, yeah. or, uh, or, or free safeties. Because in those days, down south, the Democrats had this narrative that black people couldn't think. Yeah, so, they sure did. So when I, when I look back over the last 50 years, and I am By the so, way, it wasn't just down south, because I grew up in Michigan, in the state of Michigan. Yeah. <clears throat> it, was, it was across the board. And my point being that if we know our history, we are so proud of where we come from. We're also proud of those, the shoulders of those men and women that we, that we stand on that did their very best. You know, my, our parents' generation, Jeff, I tell you, they, they were the best of the best. I'm so proud of who they were. They will be ashamed, ashamed of what's happened today where we have such a division with so much opportunity and so much, too many black people that have bought on to this, this, this idea of victimization. One thing that I knew for sure growing up, if somebody said you couldn't, instead of cowing and, and feeling sorry, we say, you know what, I'm going to prove to you you're wrong. I'm going to work hard. I'm going to study yeah. hard. I'm going to run faster. Whatever it takes to show that you're absolutely out of the base and wrong. And we need to get back to that because that's truly the American way. It's a meritocracy. And I'm just thankful. Thank you for the opportunity. Where, where, do, where do we make the turn? You know, you, you say that. And, and another example, a perfect example of that is is someone who uh, uh, sees uh, the guy down the street drive by in his brand new Cadillac and live in a bigger house. I remember, you know, seeing that as a kid. And I remember thinking, not, well, geez, I should just go take that from him. But what do I got to do to get that? I want yeah. that too. Yeah. Right? I mean, that's a... That's a mindset. That's a way we, we that's a mindset of how we look at things. It is a couple it's a couple things. It's a couple things, Jeff. Because we, we came through a time where we were taught those kind of things that we didn't envy people. We looked at what they did and we said, you know what, whatever they did, I'm gonna I'm gonna emulate, I'm gonna do the same thing and I'm gonna I'm gonna get the same results. Yeah. We have to start off with where our where we failed our kids, where we failed our country for the last few decades. It's in our educational system. One thing about Marxists, leftists, and, that, and that's, at the end of the day, guys, that's who we're up against. So it's not each other. There's an ideology that hates everything we stand for. It's a godless ideology that takes misery as a political strategy and keeps people miserable and hopeless so they can get more power. So what do we, how do we change this? We, first yeah. of all, we need, to, we need to pull back, pull back all these, 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 uh, these colleges that have hired and put into their place in, their, in, their very, in the very center of their education Marxists and socialists who teach our kids how to be Marxists. And we need to come up with an education system that's based on meritocracy. That's one of the reasons I'm running for Congress. I think this new group that's going to come in, we're going to really look at this 
as no other Republican Congress ever did, because we are patriots versus politicians. I, we can go in. I want that to be true. I want that to be true. The first thing we're going to do is recognize that colleges are our worst enemy. Those that we're paying tax dollars to that have billion dollars of endowments, they're hiring these Marxists who sit there and they wait for our kids with their innocence and their, and their excitement about growing and being a good American, and they take them, they bully them, they indoctrinate them until they, until they, they come out hating our country. Enough of that. We need to make sure the colleges, first of all, are transparent. If they're not giving our kids degrees that they can work with, that they're successful when they come out, that they're, they're producing, not taking, we need to claw our money back. If they can't pass the test, if they cannot pick together a curriculum that allows us to have the best talent right here in, in our country to grow and do the best for our country versus importing other, in, in, other people, right. we need to claw our money back. One thing about Marxists, they, hate, they love power and they love their money. Just take our money back and give it to those <laughs> who actually can produce, produce. And I don't care if it's Harvard, Yale. I don't care what the name is. Enough of this elitist stuff. They well, how do you get? How do you get to that? How do you get to that? I mean, really, it's just the start of teaching, and and you know, I guess it's just who is making the decisions uh, of actual history, right? I mean, true history. Yeah. Well, we're comes- seeing the fruits. We're seeing the fruits of the labor of the last. 50 years? Oh, you nailed, you nailed it. Years? Yeah, we're you, seeing the fruit yeah. is coming off the trees now. 67, 80 years. They've been, because they, what, what the leftists do, they're cowards and bullies. They always hide on the underbelly. They'll, they'll be in places where they can get tenure, can't get fired. Bureaucracy where they can't get fired. Uh, and, 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 and so how do we deal with it? Very, very simply, we do it by making sure we have, for uh, our tax dollars, because the Congress really controls where our tax dollars should be going and where it should not be. We not start looking at putting legislative together, legislation together that there is transparency and there is, a, there is some type of accountability to what these people are doing. And right now it has not happened because we have so many lobbyists for education. We have so many elitists yeah. on both sides of the aisle who care less. So this new group's gonna come in and we're gonna start looking at things not only at education but balancing our budget, um, uh, healthcare in a way that can get Everyone done in a fair way. It could be affordable. Uh, be nice. uh, Social Security, things that have been untouchable because we've had elitists on both sides of the aisle don't want to touch it. We can finally get, because we have a president. This is important. We have a president who loves our country most. He does it, he does it for free. He does it because he wants our country to come back. All we need to do is have a Congress that will take that leadership of love America first and, 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 and duplicate and replicate that. So yeah, I that's think- an incredible lie too that no, people don't repeat enough that uh, our president does it for free. For free, yeah. For now, free, <clears throat> and we're not going to hear that because no, understand, we understand leftists, understand Marxists and socialists. These, this is the first of all, it's an evil ideology. I'm using that word purposely. It's an evil ideology. Either there's good in this, in this world, or there's evil. Evil is when you you hurt people purposely. So you can get you get power. Yeah. The ideology is evil, and those who apply themselves to it do evil things to other people. They can always change if they decide to, but those who apply themselves and do those things that Marxists do—that's why people are, are hurt, they're killed, their businesses are lost on purpose, so they can get more power. So as a country, we don't like that kind of stuff. We don't like bullies. So I, that's why I have so much faith, Jeff, in terms of where we're heading off. I think uh, we, the people, have always done the right things, even though sometimes it takes a miracle. There's a miracle of the, of the pilgrims. There's a miracle of uh, uh, and, and, uh, Valley Forge, George Washington, Gettysburg with Lincoln, midway with World War II. Believe me, there's going to be a miracle today as we're now seeing 
not hypothetically, but what evil looks like when you have governors and mayors who send old people, retired people, nursing home people into nursing homes that they know this disease is going to eat them alive. They do it anyway. You see governors and mayors who cut down and stop people from going to church 10 at a time. Meanwhile, they're, they're standing in front of protests, hundreds of people, because they, they're burning down businesses and tearing, tearing down monuments. So America, it's, it's incredible. It, and it's so I, I, I hate saying that it's incredible because it just uh, there's so many things that happen now that are actually yeah. <laughs> incredible <laughs> that you didn't think you'd ever see. Well, let me tell you why you're seeing it. Let me tell you why I see it. Uh, I had a chance when I was six years old, and I said an opportunity. <laughs> Something happened, and I almost drowned. <laughs> I understand what panic feels like. When my cousins yeah, came out, wow. they saved me, thank goodness, but boy, I could care less about them. I was just, I mean, I was scrabbling for air. That is what the left is going through right now. They're panicking. They realize we have a president who's pulling back the curtain in a way that all Americans will see who they are. They no longer can be progressively slow and strategic. These guys are, have no shame. They have no conscience. They will lie through their teeth and, and, and could care less about whether they're caught or not. They're trying to survive. So well, thank I mean, goodness. I certainly, you know, thankful that he's the man in, in the office, right? I mean, the, the beating that this man has taken over the last three and a half, four years is, I, is I, incredible. It I, is actually incredible. I say sometimes I wonder, uh, first of all, I grew up uh, really understanding the, the, how to deal with bullies. So I'm, I'm, I'm with him 100%. I'm always taught to, to run at bullies as fast as you can, hit them as hard as you can. But I am impressed. When you see a person gets up every single day with all the weight that's put on him, and every single day yeah. has energy to fight these guys, it is remarkable. <laughs> it is, I, and no one else could have done it. I tell you what, I don't think we all so. we all have our ups and downs in life, right? We never know it. <laughs> Seeing our president, boy, he just comes out swinging every single day. So thank goodness we have, uh, as again, we've been blessed as a nation. In time, we're gonna look back and realize how close we came, and how we, the people, once again, because innately, innately within our DNA. We do the right things at the right time for the right reasons. This is who we are. So trust we the people. Trust our fellow Americans. We're going we're to wake up. Democrats, independents, Republicans, all of us will come together and realize we're against an enemy that's trying to destroy our culture. And we need to come together on that one. So let's talk a little bit. Well, before I do that, let's, we'll talk a little bit about you. Uh, I know you're uh, in the middle of a campaign uh, running for office. Uh, so if people want to uh, help you out, which, you know, they, of course they do, you know, you want to help them out. Uh, where do they need to go and what do they need to do? Thank, thank you so much for that. And uh, let me just say this, uh, I'm running for the fourth district in, in Utah. Why does it matter to you? The guys listening, because this district is being one in three of must have by both sides. One in three Democrats must have this seat to keep their power. We must have this seat to keep our country and our culture. So it's just, it, it really is. That's simple. And I'll tell you what I love about it. The values that we have here are the same values I grew up in Tallahassee that's allowed me to speak to you the way I am right now. It's the same values. So I feel blessed, to be honest with you, to have the opportunity to be in a district that can, that can be the linchpin for our entire country, to bring us back in a way that we can finally say, no, we're, we're not going to we're not going to go for it anymore. We now understand who you guys are. We know how, how stealth, we know how strategic and the intergenerational you guys work. We now understand that we're going to put together Congress that is going to be a SEAL team coming through and doing what we've always wanted a Republican Congress to do. And we're going to not only do our job, we're going to give some more backbone to the Senate and give our president a chance to finally do what he needs to do without both hands tied behind his back. So we're going to be in good shape, guys. Just 
Watch what happens. Okay. Bless you. I, be- I I want that to be true desperately. Now you know, and and maybe someone hasn't explained to you. So I'm just going to throw it out there. You know that if you win, when you win, uh, you have to go to Washington D.C. Right? You know that. Yes. <coughs> yes. Okay. And, and, uh, just just so you know, I'm help those, you out. Yeah, yeah. Those who want to help is at Burgess for Utah. And we're in the last few days of primary, and guys, we we need as much support as we can. So for those who are listening. Obviously, the dollars count because that's how we get the message out. Uh, but I'll say this: uh, I came from, a, and, and, and Jeff, you remember the Raiders? I mean, a few of us remember. Few of us remember the Raiders <laughs> yes, in the old yes. days. And yes. It was such a an awesome culture. I remember being with the Jets, playing against these guys, and thinking as they were beating us in New York, "Boy, I wish I was with those guys because it was a it was a team it was a team of the Motley Crew. I mean, guys yeah. who could not make it anyplace else. They were too young. They were too rambunctious. Too, uh, too wild. Too they were too old. They were too you, you fat. They were too. <laughs> their hair wasn't short. The world was. You know, they were spinning and they had beards. It was great. You name it. It was. It was. Yeah. It was a place. It was a culture that. And it kind of reminds me of our country, by the way. We're a country is so diverse. So, and most of us feel like underdogs, which is this is a good thing. But one thing about about the Raiders is that Al Davis said we can pull these guys together. Our goal is one simple thing. No matter what the distraction might be. The goal was just win, baby. And, that's all it, yeah. I mean, whatever it took. And that's what our country's about. And our country has always been about that. All we have to do as a nation is realize we're in a fight. And, and I'll tell you, Jeff, the, 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 the downside of being optimistic like we are, we're, we're uh, eternal optimists. We believe in our dreams. So sometimes we get into a little bubble. We think about our kids, our vacations, our retirement, our jobs. And, and so we forget that there's evil at the door at all times. Yeah. Well, guess what's happening? COVID came along, the riots came along, the leftists now that are unabashed, anti-American, anti-flag, we realize there's an evil at our doorstep. And guess what we're going to do as a country? Democrats, independents, and Republicans, we're going to come together and say, you know what? Not, not in my day, not in my time. We're going to make sure we pass this down to our kids. They have a great uh, future that we, we had coming through this. And we're going to come together and we're going to put President Trump back in and his down ticket will allow us to keep the House, strengthen our Senate, and we're gonna, a year from now, we're going to say, my goodness, there's another miracle. We, we had a chance to experience it, and now we know there's a God in heaven after all, for sure. For those who ever had any doubts, <laughs> there is one. And I, we're going to see I, how, it looks, how it looks, for sure. I love works. that message because uh, uh, the, uh, the overall picture now seems a little dreary. Uh, you know, we have, uh, you know, we talk about, uh, you know, protests or, you know, riots. Yeah. Uh, and, uh, you know, with so many of the, uh, the rules and new mandates coming from states and local municipalities, most of them still throw in the idea that, well, you can still protest. It's okay. Don't worry about that. We can still let the protesters, no one wants to, you know, upset that apple cart of protesting into riots that's already happening. So, and it doesn't matter. You can explain until you're blue in the face history it doesn't yeah. matter they want to burn it down yeah. so I, I i pray that you are right and you're giving your your message is one of uh it'll turn around because yeah. it does seem dark well and it does seem dark even i mean we're, it, it seems worse than when you talk about growing up in a segregated society Okay, and you know, and, and and the racist mentality of uh, you know, you talk about you know, uh, the black guys can't be a quarterback; they're not smart enough. They can't be a running back; they're not smart enough. I mean, shut up! Yeah, I mean, yeah. <laughs> what are you talking yeah. about? 
I mean, I just, I remember, I remember hearing that as a little yeah. kid thinking, what are you talking about? Well, just, just think how far we've come that our kids sometimes have a hard time recognizing what true racism looked like. And I'll say this for if everybody's listening, uh, evil always fight as hard, hardest before the dawn. <clears throat> Understand that's because the dawn, the dawn is coming and they, if they can't get their deal done with this, it's over for them. <clears throat> so that's what we're dealing with. So know that we're going to be fighting this all the way until, until November. <clears throat> Yeah, that's uh, for sure. And, and, and just know that every place that there's this this destruction, every place there's death, <clears throat> uh, police being attacked, monuments being torn down, cursing and the graffiti <clears throat> and just anger, <clears throat> it's always in democratic uh, strongholds. Well, even, that's for even, sure. We even have, and, and, and as, as conservative as Salt Lake City is, and this 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 Utah is, we had and we had a ride here. Why? Because downtown is controlled by Democrats. Yeah. So they let they let these people come in from out of town, and they start turning upside down uh, cars and a whole bit in a place that never would have this happen. That would never happen here. This is a kind of very peaceful community that would never ever happen. But all you have to do is say, "Well, is it a democratic uh, controlled city?" Yep. And that's why that's why these people <clears throat> that's why these people do it. So, so we're going to this allows us to define the difference because up until this point, it's been very hard to talk hypothetically about the evils of socialism and Marxism. We're going to talk to a blue, we're doing blue in our face. And we, and we have, yeah. We have, <laughs> but now, have. guess what? Now, Democrats who are business, business owners can see their business being shut down and destroyed. Black owners and urban communities can see the doors being opened up so that their, their, their business has been destroyed. They're now understanding that there is something that's not right about this Democratic Party. It never has been. Oh, by the way, I need to say this before I let this go. <clears throat> I, I want Americans, the next time we have a, a lynching hoax, let me tell you how we end that. Let me tell you how we end this forever, okay? When, I want your audience, and share this with your friends and neighbors. Whenever you hear the word lynching, think Democrat. Think Democrat. The minute you heard that word, think Democrat. Why? Because it was the Democratic KKK that lynched over 4,300 people. 1,300 of them, by the way, were white Republicans, Italians, and Jews. So, no, it's been a very evil people. It's not a color. Is an evil ideology of, of judging people and their worth from outside in, not inside out. And that's exactly what Democrats do today. They judge people from outside in, not inside out. So it hasn't changed. That party has never changed. For those who care about folks, take the time, pause, and even if you just become independent, do something but, but continue to go with the party that's shown itself for over 200 years as being very anti-American and anti-other uh, uh, you know, other people that are not like them. Yes. Uh, I hear lynching. Democrat. Think Democrat. <laughs> okay. Think Democrat. That will end. Uh, that will end the hoaxes. There won't be no hoaxes up anymore. We'll be done with them once and for all. Burgess4Utah.com. Burgess4Utah.com. And I could spend another hour with you. And I know that you're a busy man and uh, need to get rid of me. So uh, I really appreciate it, Burgess. I, I was great seeing you again, and I appreciate it. And I, I, I am so happy with your optimism. It makes me feel. It makes me feel so much better. And feelings are most important. We learned that from the Democrats. There we go. Well, listen, guys. Just know this: we know our history. We know where we're heading off to. This is a country that always comes together, and it's always been blessed because we are the light of the world, and that will never change. So, just know this is a tough time, but we can come out of this. And on the other side of this, we'll talk about just well, how we how we pull it off. And uh, so, anyway, I'm looking forward to that I process. We'll get it done. All right. I love it. Thank you. Okay, buddy. Oh, 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 oh,